Yo, 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 yo. What's good, everybody? It's the Fantasy Brother podcast once again with Fantasy Brother. And this time, I'm joined by my big homie, Ryan is back. Yo, Ryan, what's good, bro? All is well, Roy, man. Sunshine and palm trees over in Cali, just living life, enjoying the weekend, man. But all is good, man. Can't complain. What about you and your end? All good, man. You know what? Every weekend is one weekend closer to preseason football and back to, you know, sun football on Sundays again. So I'm really excited about that. Um, this episode, we're joined by another special guest, and that is Lamont, a.k.a. Pod. You can find him on Twitter, Lamont87. Yo, what's good, Lamont? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm just chilling. Um, I'm just... um. Hanging out, and I really appreciate you guys for having me on. So, uh, really excited for the season to start, and uh, I, I just, yeah, I'm down to talk some fantasy football. You know, man, it's it's really good to have you on, man, because I know a lot of people play fantasy football, and they love fantasy football, but I know for a fact that you have a extra passion for fantasy football, man. How many leagues are you playing in this year? Uh so. This so so far okay. Right now we're just doing best balls, so I think we've already done about at least ten best balls. We might just do about ten more best balls, and these are like not just your normal like eighteen to thirty forty round best balls. There, a lot of them are like about at least sixty rounds. Damn, Jesus, damn. <laughs> so we just got done doing like a ninety round one and a hundred round one and stuff, and then yeah, it's just, it gets me really prepared. But uh, for for um, I, I'm not in any dynasty leagues. I might do one. I'm not a, a dynasty savant, but I need to start getting into that. But for redraft, I can say I'm going to be in at least ten leagues for sure. I, I might be capped at fifteen. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try to do twenty, but I want to be in at least ten to fifteen for sure. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> you are the perfect guy to have on this episode because we're going to be talking a little bit of drafts strategy um we did the first two rounds in previous episodes so this episode we're going to be talking about the third round and we're also going to get your you know overall draft strategy but you know before we jump into the football i just want to mention real quickly the big news item this week and that was richard sherman was in the news because uh, he was arrested on some domestic burglary charge he was released on bail and no, they're saying that he's sorry. So, I mean, there's not really much information to go around, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I mean, have you guys heard, I mean, anything different from what I just said about that? Or do you have an opinion on what happened? Or Yeah, man, it's unfortunate, man. It just shows you the aspect of uh, just mental health, man. And you never know what right. a person is going through. Kind of real similar to... Uh, to Junior Seau, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. whole situation where uh, luckily, uh, I mean, first, just going back to what happened, you know, I guess he got into some sort of uh, disagreement with some in-laws, an uncle of some some sort, and uh, it got, you know, pretty heated to where he went over there and tried to confront him, and he was trying to get through to the house, and, it, you know, luckily, you know, the the gentleman who was inside didn't you know, get crazy and try to level his emotion with his and, and open the door and go to the next level. Because that would, you know, you never know what could have happened then. But it's 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 crazy, man. You know, just watching the ring video of, of uh, 
uh, Richard Sherman outside the house, you know, banging on the door. You know, he's kind of stumbling a little bit, man. You yeah. know, he wasn't all there, man. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I guess he was he was pretty upset, got to an accident on the way over there, you know, end up getting arrested later on. And uh, it's sad, man. If you listen to the video, uh, if you look at the video and you listen to the 911 call, it's crazy, man. Just just seeing the whole thing happen and you just think what um, could get him to that point. You know what I mean? Well, you know it's what? Crazy. It's like... It just goes to show we're all human, man. And yeah, he's yeah. currently a free agent, um, not signed by anyone. Hey, Lamont, do you think somebody will pick him up? I mean, you think he still has something left in the tank, or you think he's pretty much done? Um, I think he probably has a chance to get picked up. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, and I don't know if it, he'll be like a starter, to, mm. to be to be sure, you know, but like as as a backup or something. Maybe a safety, maybe? Yeah, yeah, you know, or someone who could like really motivate the locker room or the or the youngsters and stuff. It's just um, it's a sticky situation, you know. So um, like we don't know exactly uh what what's gonna happen with with uh, his punishment and stuff. Uh, I think he pleaded not guilty to to a few counts, but uh, I I, I don't know. Hopefully, like I I just don't think that people should uh, just like you know like give up on him just because of this because everyone goes through some stuff and like you know right it's and, and he's he's a big guy you know so like it might look like 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 real intense and stuff on the video like it was actually a couple of years ago i was in a club and i was in the dj booth and richard sherman had it was some guy who, who was trying to get up into the dj booth and he needed my hand and it was actually richard sherman and he yeah. uh, so I grabbed his hand and I helped him up, but dude, it felt like I, I, I was, it was like a rock or a big bowl. <laughs> it felt like a crane. <laughs> and all I did was just like help him up, you know what I'm saying? So, so I just, and he's, he's, so, he's such a like sophisticated, uh, mature person. Whenever you, 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 you see him um, like anywhere else, like on, on, on video or on, on, on interviews and stuff. So I do hope that he does get another chance for, for, from another team, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, he's been a model of, you know, uprightness and consistency off the field since he's been in the league. You know, Stanford-educated guy. He's been a good guy in the league. So we hope he, he does get another chance. Um, really quickly, wanted to mention um, the other big news from the previous weekend. That was um, Zayila Avant-Garde. She was the first Black American to win the Spelling Bee. So, you know, shout out, big congrats to her. And she's also like an elite level basketball player, man. Have you guys seen those insane, like, dribbling videos she has on YouTube? That that thing is insane. Have you have you any of you guys seen that? Um, I I saw. I haven't seen him on on, on YouTube, but I saw him on Twitter because when she won, yeah. a lot are uploading uh, her videos like you know like sports center espn bleacher report they're uploading a lot of her stuff so i was seeing some basketball stuff and then not just that she also like i think she knows how to juggle and like do tricks and, and other things and she was um uh and, and i'm not too sure she was doing like some bicycle tricks as well but yeah like she's it's it's pretty awesome i, I really i really loved it and enjoyed it because i've always been a fan of the script spelling bee right. uh, yeah me too pay attention in the past like past decade or two a lot of the winners are, or the finalists they're they're southern asian and i'm southern asian desi you know so it's a mm -hmm. lot of uh, people who win uh like or who are like indian or pakistani or you know maybe sri lankan or you know i i i, I can't i can't like know 
exactly the details, but it's pretty awesome to see. You know, I, I believe she she was the first African American to, to to win the script spelling bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just so cool because it brings so much new attention and it makes this script spelling be so much more cooler and stuff like that. And I just hope it like like just she flourishes from it. I, 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 I'm, I'm almost sure like this isn't going to be the last we hear from her. She's going to probably gonna be like a celebrity now, you know? Yeah. She, she has a goal of playing in the NBA and I have no doubt that she's going to achieve that because mm-hmm. from what I've seen, she is um, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So we're going to jump into the football aspect. You know, like I said, previously we spoke about our players in the first and second runs and you weren't with us. But before we talk about, or players that we like in round three on today's episode, I want to go back real quickly and ask you, um, what is like your overall draft strategy in the first two rounds? Um, how do you approach round one and round two? Do you have a specific um, model you use? Or are you kind of just best available? Like what is your overall like uh, strategy in the first couple of rounds? Uh, me or Ryan? No, you, Pod. Because yeah, you, you weren't with us. Me and Ryan, we talk about our players and, or a strategy in the first couple of runs. I just kind of want to get your take on how you approach the first two runs. Okay, got you. Well, see, I've been known to be like a, a, a zero RB enthusiast, and a lot of times uh, I've been able to like succeed that way. And but lately, I've realized that I I, I can't really just do that every single year. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I I try to go zero RB. And and you know just go against the grain. What what I try to do also is just like when people when people zig, I try to zag and stuff. And, <laughs> right. And, and and sometimes like in in the first like week or two of the of of the season, you have to be very aggressive if you do that. You know. So like like uh, last year, I was able. I I caught on James Robinson and Miles Gaston right away within the first week. You know. And mm-hmm. and and I dr- I had. Uh, Miles Gaskin about twelve out of fourteen of my leagues, and James Robinson about at least ten out of fourteen of my leagues. And then uh, the year before that, I can't remember who 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 else I got that saved me. But I, I the year that James Conner broke out, I had him. The year Alvin Kamara broke out, I had him. The year Philip Lindsay did it, and it's just it goes on and on and on, even right. with Jordan Howard and stuff. But I, I it's, it can't last that long, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, so. So if I understand you correctly, you're not really looking for running backs in the first couple of rounds. I am now. This year. Oh, I'm you are now. <laughs> oh, this year you are. Right. I'm going crazy with the running backs. I think because even last year, I, um, I drafted in, in a league, I drafted uh, Alvin Kamara, then Nick Chubb, then I drafted James Conner, which busted. Then I drafted Calvin Ridley, and then I drafted Ronald Jones. And I loved my team, you know? Right. And, and, and this year, I just think that there's just so many good running backs that it's it, I just want to double down on, run, on running backs or maybe go running back, running back, running back in the first three, or maybe just get the anchor RB and then go full on, you know, with the wide receivers and the tight ends and stuff. But um, I, basically what I'm also trying to do right now is go another strategy where I'm looking into stats and, and, and project predictions so like say like because we did a standard league together so where where it wasn't like um uh not it wasn't ppr so yeah what i'm trying to do right now in in the first two rounds i'm trying to target players who i think are going to get at least 1200 scrimmage yards because you can't really predict touchdowns but it's easier to it's easier to predict volume or touches or how many scrimmage yards someone is going to get so i think 1200 scrimmage yards as, as a floor for your first and second round players, that's something that you really, really want to look at. 
that that's that's a good um target number, twelve hundred. That's a pretty solid season by any standard. Mm-hmm. I, I think I agree with you as far as the running backs. You know, I'm definitely going to be looking for more running backs myself this year because I think that you know wide receiver is um pretty deep this year. So um my um round three players, I have players like Darren Waller, Kittle, Robinson, Keenan Allen. David Montgomery, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Najee Harris, and there's Terry McLaurin in there, Mike Evans, and Patrick Holmes, you know, running out the back end of the third run. So I'm gonna highlight two players that I really like from that group. And maybe a player who I don't like as much. All right. So in this group, um David Montgomery. Um, he's supposed to have a really big year. I'm not a huge fan, but like you just said, um, Lamont, the stats can be a good indicator. And the stats show last year that um, towards the back end of the season, he was one of the top running backs. And they have committed to him this year to give him the rock. And he's projected to finish as a top five running back this season. So I'm going to jump on a hype train. <laughs> the bandwagon, I mean, and kind of Robert um, Montgomery. Um, the other guy is Keenan Allen. He's always been one of my favorite players. He's just been a great receiver his whole career. Um, he had a kind of down year last year, so he may be a little bit undervalued. So I kind of feel, you know, lucky to get him here in the third round. So Keenan Allen and David Montgomery are the two guys that I really um, i am looking forward to to um, owning from the third round. And one guy maybe that I do not like as much, and it's maybe a surprise to you, Ryan, because it's from my team, and that's the Bucks, And that's Chris Godwin, man. Mm. I am a big Bucks fan, as you guys know, and I'm a big Godwin fan. But I think this year, man, the offense is going to be so diversified. And with his contract situation, I think that might be a bit of a distraction. So Godwin may be a little bit, overvalued for his going this year. But, I mean, he's still a great player, but I just don't think he's going to return the value in the third round. Um, so, yeah, that's it for me. But, um, Lamont, uh, maybe you can give me a couple of players that you really like in the third round and two that you may be a little bit cautious about. Okay. Uh, well, this is going to be difficult, too, because I, I listened to your last episode. I was going to bring up C.D. Lamb, but you guys had already mentioned Ooh, Oh, yeah. We had a little debate about that. How do you feel uh, about uh, C.D. Lamb? He should be he should be a top fifteen wide receiver, uh, top fifteen draft pick. Um, wow. He he should be uh, the way that people are talking about Justin Jefferson is the way that people need to be talking about CD Lamb. I, I don't be surprised if he's going to end up uh, top five wide receiver this year, uh, wow. guaranteed over a thousand yards. Uh, he, wow. He's one of those guys who might get at least twelve hundred, you know. But we're not going to talk what, about him what, because what did, I, what did I tell you, Roy? What did yeah, I tell yeah, you? No, no, CD no, Lamb no, is yeah. the man. He is the <laughs> man. But that's okay. that's that's Ryan's guy, man. So you and Ryan are. Lock step on the CD Lamb hype train, man. I, I like that. I'm going to bring up Michael Thomas here. You guys already brought him up. And I wanted to bring up David Montgomery, too, but you just mentioned him. So I'm going to let you have David Montgomery, but I want to say this right now, okay? So mm-hmm. Montgomery has been in the league for, uh, what, two seasons, right? Two years. Uh, yep. So his first year, was two. he had 242 carries. Last year, he had 247 carries. Okay. So the, uh, the number of people who get at least two uh, – uh, players that get at least 200 rushing attempts uh, in the last 15 seasons, okay? Ten players got at least 200 rushing attempts uh, in last year in 2020. 
and nine in 2019 it was 20 then in 2018 it was 14 players then it was 18 players 19 players in 2016 2015 there was 15 players 2014 17 players this is where every this is where it changed because in 2013 there's 22 players in 2012 there's 23 players so basically what i'm trying to say right now is that there's only about like 15 to 20 players that are going to get at least 200 carries david montgomery in the, the the two seasons he's been in the league he's gotten at least 240 200. Mm-hmm. 240. So the number of players who get at least 240 carries each season, last year there was only six players. In mm-hmm. 2019 was a good year. There was there's 14 players. But in 2018, there was only seven players who had at least 240 carries. So he's going to get the volume, you know? Like, there's not a lot of players who are going to get 240 uh, carries. And, and, and people are, like, kind of scared because, you know, Damian Williams and Tariq Cohen and stuff like that. But these guys, they don't get they they each year you check their, their each year they get less than 100 carries you know and they get less right. than 500 rushing yards and and, and 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 I don't that doesn't scare me off from David Montgomery the, the, the amount of volume he's gonna get for someone you can get in the third round possibly even the fourth round I I got I gotta have that all day long you know right I I, I love to hear that man so I feel mm-hmm. I feel better about my Montgomery pick you know and who are the guys that you know maybe you're not so happy about to get in the third ah shoot um that i have to kind of look a little bit more into uh i'm not i'm not trying to hate and stuff like that but i i haven't drafted any darren waller yet Mm. just wow sure about it yet because you gotta think about this henry ruggs he was the first wide receiver that got drafted uh, in uh, 2020 right they're gonna feel obligated to to use him and then brian edwards is probably going to take another step up Hunter Hunter Renfro, he's kind of a favorite for uh, for Derek Carr, and then they got Willie Steed and stuff as well, and and, and then Kenyon Drake can pass uh, catch some passes and stuff too. But it's just for me to invest so much into Darren Waller in the second round or like the third round is just a little bit too heavy for me. Especially he's going he's going before Kittle right now too, and I'm I'm kind of more intrigued into Kittle at the moment, you know. Yeah, I mean, I hear your concerns about the you know, the distribution of the passes. But, I mean, man, Waller, the Walrus, man, that guy has been Insane. a beast. Ryan, I mean, that's your team, man. You're a Raider. I mean, do you, like, you think what Lamont is saying is, do you feel the same way or no? Uh, Kind of, sort of. I, I I get his point, and I I think he has some some sense to what he's saying. I understand what he means because it's a lot of, of mouths to feed. And, and Jacobs and Drake, I think, will be big out the back of and you just don't know, man, with, with Gruden and, and the whole offense and which way they're going to go. Um, but I think, you know, Waller will be a, a big part of the red zone and he'll be a big part of the offense. So he's going to get his. I don't know if it'll be as high as what he's done, yeah. but he's still going to eat. I'm just, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. he's definitely he's one of the best tight ends in the game. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I, you know what? <clears throat> Darren Waller, you know, Lamont, man, he's a draft guru. You yeah. know, Darren Waller may disappoint, and I definitely can see your reasoning. And it's you know that could definitely be a possibility. You know, with Derek Carr spreading the love around with so many talented receivers, and, and not just that. Also, like I think Foster Moreau is going to be in his third year too. And that guy, all he does is like catch touchdowns. You know, he might he might be used just a little bit more. But if if I were to draft Darren Waller. Then uh, I probably would have handcuff or keep Fasha Moreau on my radar because you know just in case of injury or something like that. But um, 
and but and, or another person that I I I, I might steer away, steer away from in the third round is like I don't know if he's in the third round or fourth round, but Amari Cooper because mm. I'm hearing about lingering issues like injury issues and stuff, so it's just like you know. And then I'm so high on CD Lamb that you know it's just steering <laughs> away from right. Amari Cooper at the moment. Yeah, man, Amari Cooper, man, he's always hurt, man. Seriously, he's always got some kind of foot injury, shin, ankle, something is always. Going out with Amari Cooper, but it might not matter if if what both of you say is true and CD Lamb just turns into like a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ryan, what about your third round? Like, which players do you have? You know, you're really high on in the third round. Uh, most of the guys you guys already mentioned. Uh, I'm kind of in the same uh, stratosphere. I mean, I like Waller, Kittle's both. I think Chris Carson is the guy you guys have mentioned that I like. Um, Keenan Allen. Uh, guy you mentioned last week, Miles Sanders. Uh, those are kind of the guys, uh, and and then some guys are kind of in the the bubble of that. Uh, Swift from Detroit, I think he could have uh, slip into the third. He'll be right around there. And uh, Terry McLaurin is a guy that I really like, and James oh, yeah. Robinson if he's there is another guy I really like in the third. You said James Robinson? Yes. So you're not worried about um, Etienne taking away some of his shine or no? Possibly, but with rookies, you know, I don't think it'll be uh, right away. You know, it'll, it'll kind of be you know, uh, the Colts did last year, I think. I think they still will they kind of feed him, you know, uh, teaspoon him into the season. I don't think he'll jump in right away. Uh, but you never know. But a new coach, new system, uh, he, he could jump into the mix where he gets thirds down or something. But I think Robinson is just so talented and so young, they're just not going to give up too, too early on him. Yeah, I mean, I really like James Robinson. I mean, I didn't have him – on as many teams as Lamont did, but I had him on a couple of teams and I was yeah. um, very pleased, very pleased. So uh, what about some players that you're not too, you're a little cautious about, you're maybe just a little worried or, you know, uh, just a gut feeling. I don't know. What What are you thinking in the third round? Uh, there's some guys that some guys might consider in the third that I'm a little worried on, like uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be, the one-two punch with him and Chubb, or if Chubb's going to have the keys to the offense. Chubb is is super talented. Hunt ends, too, and they, they kind of just been a one-two punch. Um, the 49ers, any running back in the 49ers, some guys really like Raheem Mustard. I, I think I'll be leery of him. I think he's uh, he's super talented, but the injuries, running back, just never know. Um, Mike Evans, another guy I just think. It's uh, it's a lot of mouths to feed. Or oh, in Tampa, you know, Godwin, the guy you just mentioned, um, you know, they 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 have uh, good tight ends with Gronkowski and and company, but uh, OJ Howard, uh, another guy. Uh, so those those kind of guys that I look at. One guys, I, I, a couple guys, I want to ask you guys about that. Some people I'm seeing are taking in the third are the quarterbacks. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about? Uh, uh, one, Josh Allen, would you take him in the third or Lamar Jackson? Well, I mean, I have Mahomes in the third, but I think um, Mahomes and Josh Allen would be the only two quarterbacks I would take in the third round. Okay. And uh, Lamar Jackson, you wouldn't consider? No, I mean, after the year he had last year, I couldn't trust him that high, man. He definitely. <laughs> Would yeah. need to earn his way back for me. I mean, I don't know, Pod. What What do you think about quarterbacks in the third round? Is that too early for you, or you're just like, 
Yeah, that's too early for me. I actually haven't seen Lamar Jackson go that high. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing him actually go in the fifth or sixth round. That's if he goes in the sixth, I'm snagging him, you know, all day long. But um, I, I, I actually, I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. Um, mm. I'm just really, really crazy about that guy. I think he's just one of the best players in the league, and he's going to be uh, possibly the first player to get. Uh, at least 4,000 passing yards and um, at least 1,000 rushing yards. Everyone, um, uh, you know, they, they they say that, you know, okay, Lamar Jackson can get 1,000 rushing yards. He's the only one who can, who can do it. I think Kyler Murray can do it, and he's actually the only one who can get that as well as at least 4,000 passing yards, which on a 16-game pace is 250 yards per game. And um, Lamar Jackson has only thrown for over 240 passing yards in a game only like seven times in his career, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm just all about Kyler Murray and stuff. It's just, uh, but, uh, but I, I just think that the, the, the offense, uh, the receiving core is better and stuff, you know? What, what about Josh Allen? Do you think he'll still keep running the way he's been running his career? Uh, I, I, I think, I think so. Um, may he might, he might slow it down just a little bit because I mean, Devin Singletary is in his third year and Zach Moss is in his second year. And they were kind of like, I think they were both top hundred draft picks. I think Zach Moss and their, and Singletary were both drafted in the third round, maybe. So it's just like, you know, and they're very talented, so they can't just like give up on them or just not use them. So probably, and, and, and Josh Allen has been really successful with the, with the rushing touchdowns too. So yeah. that might have to regress, you know? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is super, super talented. He's, I mean, top three. I know it's what Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray too, right? Kyler Murray and or Josh Allen, give or take, is Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, three top quarterbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The thing is, fellas, man, just Josh Allen was the running offense for Buffalo at one point. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was the running game. It was unreal for Buffalo, man. They had no running backs really running the ball. It was all Josh Allen. And if you can, like, almost guarantee me that uh, he, he can, like, bring those numbers again, because I think he was the number one uh, fantasy performer last year, then, yeah, of course, he's worth, he's probably even worth a second-round pick or a third-round pick. But I just uh, – I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult and, and stuff. But I also wanted to bring up one thing too. Um, it, J.K. Dobbins is he a third or fourth round pick for you guys? <laughs> well, uh, or a fifth round pick or something? No, man. I think I mean he's been going in the third round. I've even seen him gone in the second. So his ADP has gone up over the summer. It's probably going to keep on going up. Um, I think Ryan wasn't that one of your guys that you said was um, going to disappoint, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, though, Lamont. It's just that I like I like him a lot. I think he's, he has talent. I just don't know how much um, Harbaugh is going to give him the keys. I think they really like Gus um, Edwards. I think Gus he just – Gus, it, it seemed like they don't want – because they invested so much in Dobbins, and I think Gus is a free agent signing, and he, he's they don't want to – you know, they're returning their investment. You know what I mean? So – they they're not gonna put they they, they want to give him the keys, but they're gonna give JK all the opportunity in the world to do what he has to do. But I think um Gus is uh is gonna dip into his 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 time, man. I think he's gonna he's a talented back, man. 
if Dobbins slip up, man, he's gonna be right there. And he, I think he vultures a lot of red zone target uh, touchdowns. I got you. Um, well, it's just like I think in his final year in college, he got like over two thousand rushing yards. You know. Yeah, he had 2003 rushing yards, I think, in his final uh, career in college. And, and also when uh, they stopped using Mark Ingram, he just, like, took over the reins. And if you look at his, like, final, like, in the second half of the season, I think week 10 he had, like, 15 carries. Then in week 11, uh, or or or, uh, or 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 it was uh, the, the 12th game, he had 11 carries and 13 carries, 14 carries, 11 carries, 13 carries. But the thing about him is that he averaged six yards per carry. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, he's not going to average six yards per carry, and it's going to regress, regress. But this is the thing. He was the only player who was top five in yards before contact, before rushing attempt, and yards after contact per rushing attempt. So he had about uh, 3.1 yards uh, before contact per rushing attempt, and then 2.9 yards uh, uh, uh after contact uh, per rushing attempt, you know? So basically if he's top five in both of them, like the means for regression is not going to be that much because he was so good in both of those aspects, you know? So I think he's still going to get at least, at least four yards per carry. And he had 134 rushing attempts last year and they barely used him in the first half of the season. So he's one of those guys who I think is going to get at least 200 uh, carries. And it's just like, that's one of my like, I'm trying to. It's like, crazy because they would take him a lot, take him out a lot in, in the red zone or in the goal line situation. Really? Oh, I thought he like kept scoring touchdowns at the end of the season. Dobbins? Yeah, I could have sworn he was just like scoring. Like, like Gus, Gus was getting a lot of love in the red zone. Gus Edwards. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, yeah, because I remember I was so frustrated because I had him on my team, and I'd be like, "Why are you taking him out?" <laughs> Okay. And Gus will come in and just—I I never forget against the Colts in the Colt in, in Indy, and they—and for some reason Dobbins was just balling, and then they just put in Gus Edwards. Even after Gus Edwards fumbled, they still kept him in. Okay. Uh. Okay. Yeah. That that was um, yeah. That that was I think like week eight, eight or nine, but um, that was like I think after, that was before they started really using him. So basically, in the, the final six games of the regular season, he scored seven touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, so that was like the two games before that happened, and he scored a touchdown in every single game of those final six games. So, so like in game ten, he scored a touchdown. Crazy after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people were dropping him. People were dropping. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. scooping him up. And then, and then in game eleven, he was on the COVID nineteen list. And then, uh, uh, game twelve, he scored a touchdown. Game thirteen, he scored a touchdown, and he kept scoring a touchdown even in, in the final week. He scored two touchdowns. Yeah, and, you know, and, and um, both of them were eating right. Him and Edwards, or Edwards was still putting in work too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's they, they both might be just like, I, I like they're, they're both gonna eat like realistically, fantasy yeah. wise. I don't think you can use Gus Edwards like on a weekly basis, but yeah. JK Dobbins, he's starting to look very appealing, especially at his price. You know, I, I think you're onto something, man. I can really see JK Dobbins being a breakup player. I mean, it's the environment is set up for for the Ravens' offense to succeed this year because they they um they brought in some new players, man, which they needed because the offense last year wasn't that great. Lamar had a down season; his passing was down, you know. So J.K. Dobbins making the leap would actually help the offense, you know, becoming one of the better offenses in the um in the NFL. And 
them picking up Bateman too is going to also help to open up the offense even more. So definitely, J.K. Dobbins, you heard it here. Big year coming up. And um, Pod, we just want to thank you for coming on once again, man. It was really great having you on, sharing mm-hmm. your knowledge with us. Um, before we let you go, man, why don't you tell us where we can find you on your social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. So uh, my, my Twitter handle is Lamont87. Uh, it's L-A-M-0-N-T-8-7. And I, I, I'm kind of wild on Twitter and stuff, but I try to tone it down and everything, you know. <laughs> I, I just want to give everyone a heads up and a warning. But, yeah, yeah I do. I do. I, I focus a lot on fantasy and stuff, and I do try to drop some gems. And I try to, like, you know, think outside of the box, especially when it comes to, like, you know, hardcore stuff like IDP and other things like that, you know. Right, man. You are definitely a great follower, man. I learn. I get a lot of information from you on a daily basis and a lot of entertainment as well. Really funny guy, man. Yeah. We appreciate I... you coming through, bro. Okay, cool. Thank you. Definitely, you know, better have you back, man. Most yeah. definitely. Down whenever. I'm down whenever, man. Oh, good, man. Well, that's our show for this time. It's a Fantasy Brother podcast. Me, Ryan, Pod, thanks for coming through. Until the next time, one. Yes, sir.